Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> From Hollywood, it's Dream Time. Ladies and gentlemen, the makers of Dream Shampoo are pleased to present the 12th in a series of new programs produced by Carlton Alsop and starring Don Amici. Blanche, let me sleep, will you? Danny Thomas. Progress. You call this progress? Kaiser's driving Fraser on on a motorcycle. And our glamorous dream girl, Frances Langford, who sings... The moon belongs to For you and me The flowers in spring The robins that sing The sunbeams that shine They're yours, they're mine Love can come to everyone The best things in life are free Before dream. Right, never before dream could any shampoo reveal all the natural brilliance of your hair. Never before dream could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous yet so easy to manage. When you dream your hair, you bring out all its sparkling highlights. When you dream your hair, you glamorize all its soft, thrilling texture. And when you dream your hair, you remove all luster-dulling soap film and unsightly dandruff. More, dream's rich whipped cream leather leaves your hair easier to set. Easier to curl, easier to arrange right after shampooing. So, for lovely, lustrous hair, for all types of hair... Use Dream Shampoo with hair conditioning action. Never before Dream could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous, yet so easy to manage. D-R-E-N-E, Dream Shampoo. And now, here is your host for the evening, Don Amici. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening. Francis, before you get away, I want to tell you that I thought your song was delightful. And Toby, your commercial was stimulating. And Carmen, your music was magnificent. Boy, you feel great tonight, don't you? Oh, I certainly do, Carmen. Do you realize that it's March? 
the month that heralds spring. Oh, I just love March. Beautiful March. Me too. In fact, I'm looking forward to every month this year. Romantic April. Delightful May. Enchanting June. Exotic July. Carmen, you've got the soul of a poet. No, I've got an Esquire calendar. <laughs> well, I hope you and your calendar are very happy together. But as for me, I have spring fever. And... Francis. Yes, Don? I'd like to drop over to your house about 8.30 tonight. I'll put the top down on my convertible and... and oh, then... I'm so sorry, Don, but I sort of half promised Danny Thomas I'd keep him company while he's experimenting with his new chemistry set. Oh, Francis, do you know what you're letting yourself in for? He won't pay any attention to you. He's had his eye glued to that microscope for three days now. Three days? Yes, that poor soul is trying to outstare a germ. <laughs> he hasn't got an ounce of romance in his body. Oh, I'm sure he has, Don. Did you ever notice his soulful round eyes? Well, did you ever see square ones? <laughs> Why, as far as he's concerned, spring is just... Oh, there he is now. The germ must have won. Danny! Danny Thomas! <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. Isn't it wonderful, Danny? What's wonderful? Spring will soon be here. It will? Yeah, can't you feel it? Can't you feel those soft, balmy breezes? Does something to a man, eh, Danny? Oh, I know just what you mean, Don. You do? Yeah, it makes you want to get out the old kite and fly the tail off it, boy. <laughs> Say, uh, uh, Danny, have you, have you ever thought about girls? Oh, girls. They fascinate me every time I see them walking down the street in their dainty open-toed shoes. Sure, I, I think about them a lot. What do you think about them, Danny? Don't their toes ever get cold? <laughs> Look, Danny, when a fellow's your age, he doesn't spend all his evenings reading popular mechanics or building a speckled bird's egg collection. Doesn't romance mean anything to you? Of course it does, Don. If I may quote from the classics, in the words of the immortal Hildegard. She's wonderful, Hildegard. I should only wear my nose the way she wears her hair. <laughs> Je vous aime beaucoup, toujours le mot, mon petit chéri. Oh, that's beautiful, Danny. What does it mean? If I knew, wouldn't I say it in English? <laughs> you see, what did I tell you, Francis? Danny, you ought to get yourself a girl. Ah, love is only for women. I've heard of a few men who are interested in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm afraid there'll never be any romance in your life. Oh, I guess you're right, Don. I'm kind of like parsley on a piece of fish. I look all right, but nobody wants me. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that, Danny. I'm sure there must be somebody. Well, yesterday I did have kind of a date with the girl next door who went to the movies, and the three of us had a great time. The three of you? Yeah, me and my girl and the fella I brought along for her. You brought a fellow along for your girl? Yeah, she makes me. She's boy crazy. Obviously. He wasn't much of a fella, though. A little on the dumb side. The dumb side? Yeah, what a dope. He spends 75 cents to see a movie and wastes the whole evening hugging and kissing my girl. <laughs> your girl? That sounds a bit like an overstatement. Oh, no, it isn't, Don. She told me that her heart belongs to me. She did. It's just that the rest of her likes to go out with other fellas. <laughs> Danny, maybe you better stick to your chemistry set. What do you mean? Oh, you're not with it. You're not on the ball. In everyday life, you're just not making any progress. Progress. Hmm. You know why I'm not making any progress? Because I don't want to. You think this age of speed and tempo is good for you? Well, frankly, I never gave it much thought. Then give it some thought, Don. Progress. Have you seen the new 1948 cars? No, but I'd like to buy one. I can't afford a used car. <laughs> I'm serious about this. Things are moving too fast. 
You know, they say the two biggest features on the new cars are air brakes and unbreakable windshields. Now you can speed up to 200 miles an hour and stop on a dime. Then you press a special button and a putty knife scrapes you off the windshield. <laughs> Well, that's a handy gadget. Well, don't take it so lightly, Don. I mean, there's such a thing as too much progress. For instance, one of man's most priceless privileges, sitting down to dinner with his family, a simple little pleasure like that is in jeopardy. Why, the other day, my doctor showed me the latest invention in medical science. It's a little pill. Contains the equivalent of an entire meal. Soup, salad, steak, baked potato, choice of three vegetables, a cup of coffee, and a big piece of apple pie a la mode, and two toothpicks. <laughs> Ah, you're joking. No, I'm not. I tried one, but a horrible thing happened. When I took the pill, it was upside down. Well, what's so horrible about that? I ate the dessert first. <laughs> what happened to the toothpicks? Don't be such a wise guy, will you? Oh, now, wait a minute, Danny. Progress has more good features than bad ones. Have you read about the new stockings for women guaranteed not to get runs? They're made out of cold wood and rubber. So what? Instead of runs, they'll get clinkers, splinters, and blowouts. <laughs> Inventions, inventions, innovations. Why, years ago, when a woman wanted to go to sleep, she simply put on a nightgown and went to bed. Today, before she gets into bed, she puts on hair crimpers, wrinkle erasers, dimple depressors, ear flatteners, nose straighteners. Why, if a man wants to kiss his wife goodnight, he has to battle his way through $12 worth of hardware. <laughs> You know, Danny, you got me convinced. Let's both go back and play with your chemistry set. Now you're talking sense, Don. <laughs> Progress is all right, but it has to be harnessed. Now, look, I'd like to show you my new formula. It'll revolutionize present-day living. What is it? Beverage. Uh, what's it made of? Shh. Liquid. <laughs> mm, a liquid beverage. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Mm. Now, with study and forethought... And research and more thought I have discovered something new My magic elixir Is a wonderful fixer Of anything that's wrong with you I'll bottle it and I'll attain fame The whole world will honor my name Drink Thomas Cola and you'll whistle at the girls once more If you're half alive and you're 95 Thomas Cola makes you feel like 94 Drink Thomas Cola It has sparkle and it's cool and keen I can't rave enough You will love the stuff Unless you don't like the taste of kerosene Now if you're looking gone and you're feeling duller You really have no excuse Thomas Cola will give your cheeks some color Purple, blue, and chartreuse <laughs> Drink Thomas Cola Fill your glass and take a healthy slug It's a real surprise Makes your spirit rise While the rest of you just lies there on the rug Listen to testimonials from all over the world. From Milan, Italy, we hear from Mr. Antonio Garibaldi Tommaso. Well, I tell you. <laughs> I first tried Thomas Cola when I was 20 years old. And today, 10 years later, 
I'm very happy to say I am now 30 years old. Thomas Ecola, that's for me. That's why I'm as happy as I can be. I drink wine until my copper she blows. And with the Thomas Ecola, I always wash my clothes. <laughs> And now we hear from the Earl of Thomas, one of the leading literary lights of England, being interviewed. Milord, if you had your choice, would you select wine or Thomas Cola? Wine or Thomas Cola, you say? Well, milady, wine, when aged in casks of choice oak, pervades my spirit like exotic incense. A thousand violins throb in my head. I am wafted in fleecy clouds to the seventh heaven above the seventh heaven. <laughs> I respond to its delicacy of flavor with the infinite need that has existed throughout the eternities. Whereas, milady, Thomas Kohler... Yes? Yes? Thomas Kohler makes me burp. <laughs> and now in Lower Africa, let's listen to Mr. Thomas himself addressing a group of natives. Ogla, Ugwa, Wambo, Bola, Zango, Bango, Thomas, Cola. Tanza, Kango, Lava, Wa'o, Nickel, Backer, Manda, Ba'o. Thomas, Cola is a drink that you Not 50, not 75, but 100% true. Yes, it's 100% true. Green shampoo actually reveals all the natural sparkle, all the sheen, all the dazzling brilliance of your hair. Right. Never before, Dream, could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous. Now, that's because Dream is not a soap shampoo, so can't leave dulling soap film on your hair to hide its natural beauty. And what's more, Dream does not dry out your hair. Instead, its fragrant, freshening, whipped cream lather leaves your hair sublimely smooth, beautifully behaved, easier to set, and arrange right after shampooing. And Dream removes unsightly dandruff the first time you use it. So, for lovely, lustrous hair, for all types of hair, dry, normal, or oily, use Dream Shampoo with hair conditioning action. Use Dream at home or ask for Dream at your beauty shop. Buy Dream at all drug department or 10 cent stores in the familiar blue and yellow package. Remember, never before Dream could any shampoo leave your hair so lustrous, yet so easy to manage. Yes, your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use Dream. Yes, your hair can have that dazzling sheen the very first time that you use Dream. <laughs> And now Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson with Danny Thomas as Brother Amos in The Honeymoon is Over. And here is lovely Francis Langford with a special arrangement of Sonata by Carmen Dragon and the orchestra. Sonata 
near your haunting feet, and I begin to Francis Langford. And now, as we promised you, Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson with Danny Thomas's brother Amos in The Honeymoon is Over, written by Phil Rath. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson wrestles the bedclothes in sympathetic agony as poor husband John, victim of a rare type of insomnia which manifests itself in alternate periods of coma and narcolepsy, reaches the crisis during an acute stage of the ailment. Listen. <laughs> oh, dear. Now he's scaring himself to death. Are you in pain? Are you in pain, Blanche? <laughs> What's the matter with you? What's the matter, Blanche? Stop repeating everything I say like a parrot. Why do you repeat everything? Hmm? Why do you repeat everything? You just said that. 
I know I did. Why do you repeat everything? Keep repeating everything like a parrot. Very funny. I'll bet you're a riot with those broken-down friends of yours. I never want them in this house again. None of my friends have ever been in this house. Why not? Are you ashamed of me? I'm not ashamed of you. Then why don't you invite them here? Because they're a bunch of bums. They're not bums. When we got married, I gave up all my girlfriends. Why don't you do it? Okay, I'll give up all your girlfriends. <laughs> I wish we could meet some nice people. You should belong to a lodge or something. Why don't you join the Elks, John? I'll join next week. You say it, but you won't do it. Why don't you join now? What? Go on, get up and join the Elks. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It must be three o'clock in the morning. It's only half past two. Oh, why don't you let me sleep? You know I have to get up early. I won't let you sleep. Because if you sleep, you'll snore. Then you'll wake me and I'll wake you and we'll argue and I won't get any sleep. I promise I won't snore. You always snore. Week in, week out. On Monday you snore, Tuesday you snore, Wednesday you snore, Thursday you snore, Friday you snore, Saturday you snore. So what do you do tonight? <laughs> oh, what's the use? <laughs> He's having that dream again. John, John, you said you wouldn't snore. Yes, dear. Turn over on your side. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. What'd you say, Blanche? I didn't say anything. That was an automobile backfiring. Oh. John. Mm. Close the window. It's cold outside. If I close the window, will it be warmer outside? <laughs> oh, get up and close it. I'm freezing to death. Put a pan under it. I'll have the plumber in the morning. John, I have indigestion. I've never been so sick in all my life. All right, Blanche. I'm awake. Now, what's the matter with you? I don't feel good, John. Call the doctor. You don't need the doctor. I'll handle it. Where does it hurt you? Right here, in the pit of my stomach. It's a shooting pain, and it comes about every five minutes. How long does it last? At least a quarter of an hour. How can it last a quarter of an hour if it comes every five minutes? <laughs> don't yell at me. I'm sick. If I say the pain lasts a quarter of an hour, then it lasts a quarter of an hour. Okay. I think it's that dinner we ate at the Gooseby's. The fish disagreed with me. It wouldn't dare. <laughs> I never want to eat there again. Every mouthful was poison. And the portions were so small. Why, you ate like you were condemned. <laughs> well, you have to be polite when you go to dinner. I wish we hadn't eaten anything. I'm suffering so. Call the doctor. Oh, now, don't get hysterical. It's just indigestion. I know how to treat it. I'll fix you some hot ginger ale and oatmeal. Hot ginger ale? Make a new man of you. John Vickerson, I don't want any of your insane remedies. You'll treat me for indigestion and I'll probably die of liver trouble. Listen, if I treat you for indigestion, you'll die of indigestion. <laughs> now, do you want me to help you or not? Not if you're going to yell at me like that. You wouldn't yell at Gloria Gooseby if she got sick. Now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. I saw you two at the dinner table playing footsies. Footsies. <laughs> you were so flustered when she smirked at you, you couldn't eat. I was not flustered. Then why did you put gravy on your ice cream? I always put gravy on my ice cream. <laughs> I love gravy on anything and you know it. And a likely story. Ugh. And the gown that woman was wearing. She ought to be arrested. <laughs> 
I think she purposely swallowed that fishbone so you could stroke her back. I didn't stroke her back, I patted it. And I'd have done that if she hadn't swallowed the fishbone. I mean, if she hadn't been wearing that gown. I don't know how Leo stands for it. He's such a wonderful man, and Gloria's always playing stick around him just to get sympathy. Uh... A lot you care what happens to me. Every time Gloria gets a headache, Leo hugs and kisses her and fawns over her. Why don't you do that? I'm never there when she has a headache. <laughs> I mean, why don't you fuss over me? Now, listen, Blanche, you're not sick and you know it. Well, I'm depressed. You're going out of town tomorrow and I'll be so lonesome I'll die. I'm only going overnight. I'll be back on Tuesday. If you cared for me, you wouldn't leave me. I'm not leaving you. I have to go on business and I won't be gone over 24 hours. Suppose a burglar breaks in the house and finds me. It'll serve him right. <laughs> Now, let me sleep, please, Blanche. I have to make an early train. We've never been separated before. I'm afraid absence will conquer your love. Oh, no. The longer I'm away from you, the better I'll like you. I don't like the way that sounded. Well, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? Say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's the most stupid saying in the world. What? Look at what happened to Mel Shaw. He left his wife alone for two weeks, and now he's the unhappiest man alive. And you know why? She was still there when he came home. <laughs> she was not. Louise got lonesome, and she ran off with the upholsterer. When Mel came home and found out what happened, he went right out and got so drunk, they had to take him to a sanitarium. Why, well, he ought to be ashamed of himself. Why? A man should wait at least a week before celebrating. <laughs> Good night. Don't be so smart. You might come home and find things changed, too. Mm-hmm. Go on. Stay away from home for a month. Stay away for years. See if I care. I'm only going for one day. Run all over the country. Go to Europe. Never let me know where you are. Just keep me sitting here wondering whether you're alive or dead. Blanche! Why don't you write to me, John? <laughs> now listen to me, Blanche. You have only one object in mind, and that is to keep me awake. I just want you to tell me you love me. I love you. Now, are you satisfied? How much do you love me? How much do you need? <laughs> $45. I saw the most stunning hat, John. If I get it, I'm sure I won't feel so depressed. $45 for a hat? That's a fine cure for depression. That'll start one. Women need those things to cheer them up. Look at Clara, my oldest sister. Every time she's in the dump, she buys a dress. I figured that's where she bought her clothes. <laughs> I'm not giving you $45 for any hat, and that's final. Now let me sleep. Oh, I hate you. How my mother begged me not to marry you. She pleaded with me not to marry you. Your mother told you not to marry me? Yes, she did. Dear heaven, how I've misjudged that woman. <laughs> oh, you'll be sorry for this, John Biggerson. You just wait and see. Oh, please, Blanche, I'm so tired and I have to make a seven o'clock train. That means I have to get up before six. Why do you need so much time? Well, I have to pack my suitcase, don't I? You haven't got a suitcase. Oh, I have too. I bought a brand new one yesterday. It's in the closet. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I put it there last night. I took it out this morning. What? Amos borrowed it. Oh, Blanche, he didn't. You didn't let that weasel take my brand new suitcase. I've never even used it. Don't scream so. You can carry your stuff in a paper bag. <laughs> paper bag? My suits will get all wrinkled. No, they won't. Amos borrowed them, too. Now, look, Blanche. I see no reason for you to carry on like this, John. Blanche. Amos is going on a sailing trip with some very important businessmen, and he won't hurt your silly old suitcase. Blanche. He has to have something to bring the fish home in. He's going to carry fish in my suitcase And I have to put my clothes in a gunny sack Well, stay home then I can't stay home 
If you leave me here alone in this horrid house tomorrow night, I'll... All right, all right, all right. I'll call Amos. I'll have him come over and stay here till I get back. Put the lights on. <laughs> Honest Blanche, if I don't go on this trip tomorrow, I'm liable to lose my job. Hello? Amos, this is John. Hi, Jocko. What's new? Say, I, I want to ask a little favor, Amos. I have to go out of town tomorrow, and Blanche is afraid to stay here alone. Could you come over and spend the night? What's in it for me? What a chiseler. Is it worth a double sawbuck, Jocko? Okay, $20. And all the bourbon I can drink? All the bourbon you can drink. And can I bring a couple of friends over? Bring some friends. Take a note, you won't back out, Jocko. I give you my word of honor. Okay, I'll be over tomorrow. Uh, wait, Amos, when you come over, uh, uh, you might bring my new suitcase with you. I might bring it, but I won't. Because I already hocked it. Good night, Jocko. Ooh, how I hate that man. See what you make me go through just because you pretend you're scared to be alone? I'm not going to be alone. What? Mother's coming over to stay for the rest of the year. Good night, John. Oh, no. This is Donna Michi wishing you good days, good nights, and good luck until we meet again. Everybody's talking about DREF, the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. DREF, D-R-E-F-T, DREF, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Yes, it makes even glasses sparkle like jewels. DREF simply can't leave any streaks on dishes the way all soaps do. Why, with DREF, your nicest glassware positively shines. DREF is kind to your hands, too. Get DREF in the bright green package. That's D-R-E-F-T, DREF. Remember, never before dream, yes, never before dream could any shampoo reveal 100% of the natural luster of your hair. Listen next Sunday for another pleasant half hour with Don Amici, Danny Thomas, Francis Langford, Carmen Dragon, and his orchestra. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.